And now, Jabroni Studios, in association with Big Herm Productions, is proud to present to you, recording from an undisclosed location in Oakdale, Connecticut, it's Chris Burns, it's Chris Lynch, this is Dysfunction Junction. Welcome back, everybody, to the train ride from hell and the nonstop to nowhere. Look out the window, the signpost up ahead says, welcome to Dysfunction Junction. Fuck yeah. Once again, my name is Chris Burns. Conspicuous by his absence is Chris Lynch. We wish him the best. Wish him he'll, the best. He'll be back in a few weeks. But we got Big Herm, Michael Herman, filling in so wonderfully. How are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So we have in front of us a couple of things. Um, and we're going to get into the hows and the whys that McDonald's owes us a lot of fucking McMoney. A lot of fucking money. Do you, we touched on it last week, the week before. But do you want to kind of fill the folks in on what we're doing right now? Yeah, so like a couple of weeks, like... I was noticing, and I saw a commercial, and McDonald's has got these quote-unquote menu hacks on their menu, right? So I decided, all right, what are these menu hacks? Mm -hmm. What are these new awesome ideas that McDonald's has come out with? All right, so they've come up with uh, the first offering. The only thing I could think of was they learned how to make a McRib with real meat. They learned how to make real barbecue? Mm -hmm. No? Oh, never mind. Forget it. So... Um, the first offering that was available to the public, at least around here, was something called the Surf Plus Turf. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a sandwich that's basically a double cheeseburger. Got one of those right here. Yep. Got one right here, right here. And a filet of fish. We've got those two. Okay, so this is their new menu hack, all right? Now, as well as there's four, there's three other sandwiches on, on the menu, all right? One is, is the Crispy McDouble, which is a double cheeseburger with nuggets shoved in it. Yeah, the we'll other, get to that one later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. The other one is the Land Air and Sea, which kind of was, was mine. Yeah. It's a Big Mac with a chicken patty and a filet patty shoved in on each layer. Right. All right, so. Which which we all said was the biggest fucking was burger the biggest we'd ever seen sandwich back in the we'd day. ever seen. Um, and then there's another sandwich that they have, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but um, it's it's pretty much another thing. But here's the thing, like I I, I don't know this I, this sandwich is not a hack. No, and tell them why. This this sandwich is stolen intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Because back in 1989, when we were in high school, mm-hmm. and we were broke as fuck. Yep. And we would go on break, and McDonald's would make us pay 50, 50% of what we were, were eating. Yep. We would order something and then have our friends in the grill. Mm, kind of doctor it up just a bit. Upgrade it. Oh, yeah. So this was one that, that this that, that, all right, so the sandwich we're about that McDonald's is toting as their menu hack is a sandwich that we built. And created back in 1989. Yep. And he, back then, we called it the Burgolet. That's right. A burger and a filet o fish. So you just kind of jam those two names together. And we called it the Burgolet. Burgolet. And I think this one was my invention. Yours was. was the yours was the Tower of Power, whatever the fuck. The... Yes, yes. The, the the Big Mac with a chicken and a filet. That's correct. That's it. correct. And then Andy was the was the, the crispy double cheeseburger. Correct. With the nuggets inside. He had inside. nuggets shoved inside of his double cheeseburger. Andy wished he could join us tonight. Yeah, I know he did. I know he did. He would have been great to, to, to have right, some so backup on. teach me how to build this all son right, of so a bitch. so we're going to teach you how to Dougie. All right? Oh, wow. So, it, this, uh, this looks like it came from 1989, I'm this filet sure of fish. I'm pretty sure it did. It's still hot. 
hot though. So yeah, well they all kept right, the hot so, side hot. And the, yeah. all right, so we've got the the. All right, so here's how I'm gonna do it. All right, I'm gonna remove now. On the on the picture, it shows this as a three layer burger. Okay, but that's not how we designed. No, this do it our way. Okay, so I'm pulling the the bottom bun off off of the double cheeseburger. Yep, and I'm pulling the top bun off. Okay, doing the and same. I'm shoving it right inside the fillet. That that looks to be about the way we used to do that it. That used to be pretty much the way we yep. did it. Except we actually put pickles we aside put of each pickles, other. Two so pickles you get pickles in every bite. In every right. bite. I'm gonna throw that some bitch right on there. Here we go. Oh wow. Taking me back now. I feel like I should be skipping school I was gonna tomorrow. Say, feels like break time. Yeah, right. The only thing missing is uh, good old Tim Paduski coming in trying to talk to you. Wow. Yeah, right. All right. So all right. So here it is. It's the the land and sea. It's a double cheeseburger. We can't have dead air, so I'm gonna let Herm take his bite first and um, report back. We're gonna do it. All right. Here we go. His has extra tartar. Mine has no tartar. I'm just throwing that out there. I want to see how far this takes him back. Yeah. You're going way back. Here I go. Yeah, do it, bro. It's, um, that's it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's like being in high school again. Mm hmm. This is 11 to 7 on that's, a Saturday that's afternoon. That's what I'm saying. This is a, this is a three to close. This is it right oh, here. Oh, yeah. This is it. Oh, yeah. And My, the, be the best part, again, not a tartar sauce guy. The, the ketchup and the... I, here I am talking like I'm reviewing Bobby Flay's dish on his Her show. an aficionado. Right? The way they, the ketchup, the mustard, the pickles, the fish, it all makes sense. And again, it, it goes right back to 1989. This is amazing. You know, nobody else is going to believe us no. that we invented this. So what do we do in a situation we like this, a, Herm? We need witnesses. We do need a witness. We need witnesses. We need Hold a witness on. now. Hold on. Mike is going to Hold the on. phone. Smitty. Smitty's the guy, I think. Smitty. Because I think Smitty invented a sandwich or two as well. Oh, we're going to get Smitty on the goddamn phone. All right, I like this idea. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Smith? <laughs> What's good, gentlemen? What is up, my man? Long well, time no talk, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. How you gentlemen doing tonight? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We I'm gonna are, take another. Um, I'm gonna take another bite take of this another thing. Bite. Take yeah. another bite. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. um, we are reviewing this whole McDonald's land, the surf and turf burger, and Burns and I are, are we're pissed, bro, because the way we see it, you, me, and Doc and Burns all created all of these menu hacks back in 1989 when we were broke and starving. Absolutely, I can attest to that. You got to give credit to the real deal, to the the engineers behind the scenes. That's, That's what right. I'm saying, and at right? So, at like, some point, I want my McMoney. I want to know where where is our <laughs> McMoney? This is horseshit hey, on a stick. I figure the royal the, the royalties alone should give you guys a brand new studio. That's what I'm saying. Like, can I get like three <laughs> cents on every burger, man? Because I think there's some somebody owes somebody something. You see, if only Smitty were a lawyer right now, we'd have <laughs> we'd have a good studio. Oh yeah. Dewey Cheatham and Howe would be working hard, filing briefs to make I this McMoney happen. Heard you he missed your Mick, Mick, calling. Mick calling. Oh shit! Oh shit! And for those of us, for for the listeners out there, just so you know, back in '89, Smitty was one of the um, Smitty was one of the boys and the guys that worked with us. Yep. 
down at McDonald's. Not right? only that, he was part of the most important subsection. The subsection of the McDonald's. Which we... Chili Brothers in the, the house. Chili, right, brothers, Chili Brothers, there it the is. House. <laughs> they were, they were, I'd like to say they were no meaner gang in town, but we weren't mean. They, we were just we, guys we that liked to hang out and drink. Just like to hang out and drink, that's all. Damn, Skippy. Reason for that's everything. Right. There's a reason. That's why Smitty used to get crooked. I don't want. I don't want to say too much. I'm enjoying this sandwich right now. <laughs> that could be a whole episode. I'm being crooked for real. Now, do you remember what there was a sandwich? I know. I talked to Andy last night. Good old Dr. Dre, not the one that performed at the Super Bowl. And he remembers, like you did, Herm, the what did you call it? The crunchy McDouble, which was the double cheeseburger yeah, yeah, with yeah, the McNuggets shoved in. Yeah, yeah, that was that yeah, was an Andy. That was Andy Andy's used to creation. Shove nuggets in the burger all the time. That was the beginning of Big Herm Sheftum right there. That was yeah, it right pretty there. much. Because crazy, that's it. The crazy creations coming out of Gail's Barry McDee's kitchen. Absolutely. Before we got you on the line. Mike was telling the world, and I, I remember back in the day I called it the Tower of Power, but you said it has another name now? Yep, right this, now. This McDonald's menu hack? The menu hack, it's the Big Mac, but it's got the McChicken in the top and a filet patty in the bottom, and it's and it's the, lair, the Air Land and Sea. But we used to eat that shit, too. Oh, that's another thing Andy wanted Sounds to bring like up. Absolute, Listen to me, I'm talking with my mouth like full. Sounds like absolute highway robbery. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what we're saying. Andy wanted to make mention, if we do get paid for this, can they remind McDonald's, if they call it the land, air, and sea, the chicken doesn't fly. Where's the air coming from? <laughs> it doesn't have wings, man. That's what well, it has, little wings. I mean, we all eat them, at, we all go to B-dubs and enjoy them on a regular basis. <laughs> Not those kind of wings. Not those kind of wings, Not exactly. Not those kind of wings. You can't call it the land, farm, and sea, or whatever the fuck. For real. You could, I guess. <laughs> Uh, this has been the great. The seal of sandwiches. That's what I'm talking about. Now that that <laughs> because we have you here, and now the the listeners get a little bit more of a glimpse into the dark and shady underworld that was us in high school. You as well, absolutely. T- take us back to in in your mind. We're there. It's it's Gales Ferry, Connecticut. We're all 17 years old. Can can you have Open one stupid? You have one stupid McDonald's story you can share. Oh, my God. There's so many. I mean, it's one of those deals where you talk about an original cast of characters that opened up that that is known today as Gales Ferry McDee's on Route 12, Gales Ferry, Connecticut. And uh, I mean, I remember being hired as the second person for the store after the aforementioned Doc, mm-hmm. Andrew Doc Seifert. That's right. Uh, and becoming a crew trainer. And all yeah, we all had to work in Groton for six months, remember? Yeah. Groton for six months for training prior to on Route 12. Uh, I remember, I remember. how about those days of going to cover in Mystic McDonald's with the buses that would come up. Oh, dear God. And the tourists that would bum rush the joint for nothing more than filet fish and apple pie. Yep. Yo, for real. For real. We used Absolutely to get slaughtered. craziness. Absolutely craziness. And, and, I mean, the cast of characters and people that we work with, you know, that's something, what, 33 years later, you never forget some of these people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if I can throw out a couple names just to a little tip of the hat here on Valentine's Day. What do you got? Well, I was was thinking more along the lines of uh, the dearly departed. We have uh, Larry Reed. He was one of us. We lost Larry. And uh, Tim Palowski, who we also lost. Yep. 
Dooski. The Dooski. I did not realize that Dooski was no longer with us. Rest yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's yep. unfortunate. Yep. But yeah, like, yeah. like Smitty, like you're saying, it's it, we were a cast of characters. We were all weirdly different. None of us were, quote unquote, the coolest kids on the block. But you put exactly. us all together, and boy, you couldn't have more fun. You really could not. Whether it was, whether it was partying, whether it was playing softball, whether it was just being goofy, you know, that's that's the kind of that's that's the kind of relationships that you have for life that you you might not always be around those people, but that's that's times that you remember. And oh you yeah, it's got to be it's got to be some of the funnest times I've ever had in the workplace. Like I'll ask you gentlemen a question: Have you ever driven by that McDonald's and not thought about? I wonder what so and so is doing. Yeah, no, there's something <laughs> something always comes up. Yeah. I was like, yo. <laughs> Absolutely. The memories. I mean, I, I, if you look at small town Gales Ferry, there's not a lot there anyway. No. And that's last the test the test of time as all these other things have gone under. The cartways, the valleys, the freaking, you know, the the, 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 the subways, the places to get Juliet Long School for crying out loud. I know, I just saw that recently. <laughs> for real, they just closed the school down. That's fucked up. I mean, how many memories on that softball field alone? I'd like to answer you, but I'm filling my fat face. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, how much bullshit? How much bullshit shenanigans did we pull on that softball field? Mm-hmm. A ton. A ton. <clears throat> Not only that, but regardless of what we're where we're going or what we're doing, we always made a stop at Toads. Toads. Absolutely. <laughs> how are you, my friend? <laughs> Very good, my guy. The original Seven Eleven. Stay away from the alcohol. <laughs> you get get Chris away from there. He is not allowed to buy the beer. We're always at Toads. <laughs> and I remember him oh. trying to tell us his name wasn't Toad. It's Toadhidual guy. I'm like, okay, Toad. Heard, okay, sure. Toad. As long as as long as we refer to you and we like you. Oh, you make flyer. <laughs> tell people McDonald's. They come here to bring flyer. They get ten percent off. Off of what? You, you, Milk? Off of milk. Yeah, great. I saved 12 cents. This is back in the day when milk was like a buck and a quarter. Yeah, great. I saved 12 cents. I can buy that fucking Porsche I always wanted. That was a great place. That's the original 7-Eleven at Gales Ferry. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, it was. Nothing comes. Henny Penny, no, Henny Penny can kiss my close. ass. <laughs> nothing even comes close. And the reason Henny Penny can kiss my ass because it's easy to get into. It's a bitch to get out of. Yes. You don't put Worst something location. like, oh, you're damn right. And if you guys don't know Gales Ferry, <laughs> Connecticut, you got the, the main drag is Route 12. You come down this hill, and there's a light, and it's a two-way light. One goes straight, continuing on Route 12. The other is a slight right turn, which leads you to the United States Submarine Base in Groton, Connecticut. This gas station is right there at the light. So damn. you can turn right and get out of there, but heaven forbid you take a fucking left. You're dead. You're sitting. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna rot and die in that parking lot. Sixteen car pileup. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I might have caused one of those. I'm not sure. All right. So there we have it. We have we have verifiable proof. Evidence. Evidence. That's all we needed. A witness that that McDonald's owes us some McMoney. That's right. Absolutely. Pay the man. Pay the men. Pay the men. You, me, Herm. <laughs> All of us. The whole crew needs Doctor Dre. And if anybody crew. right, if anybody could dig Tim out of uh whatever hole he's crawled under over the last couple not put not Pulowski, Riker. Oh Riker, yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh my yep. god. Yep, yep. Now now you're talking some 
some blast from the past. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, that, that's some really Friend deep. Friend of the Beastmaster. That's some really <laughs> deep <laughs> shit. Friend of the Beastmaster. <laughs> Friend of the Beastmaster. I remember uh, her. I remember Dawn, Liz, Karen, Lizzo. Lizzo. Every, everybody loved Lizzo. Of course they did. Everybody loved Lizzo. Debbie yep, Debbie Upton. That's right. Wow. And, oh, Christ, I can't remember his name. Fuck me running. Morning. Morning. He wasn't one of us. Like, he wasn't one of the kids. He was the little, he was older than us. Worked the mornings. Andy absolutely hated him. Oh, I can't re- Oh, like Tom. Tom. <laughs> remember there you Tom? Go. Yeah, yeah. With big the, Tom. With the mustache? Yep. The really bad uh, Tom Selleck gimmick. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. And I remember just Andy hating him. Yes. Yes. James. We were, we James, were. the Navy guy, right? The redhead? Oh, was it James? No, James was cool, the redhead. Yeah. He was the, he was the Navy guy. Yeah, but there was another one. Well, we had Edgar too. Well, Edgar yeah, was well, that's everybody's true. favorite redhead. Well. He was the flag twirler in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> the drill team. Oh my god! <laughs> not everybody. Not everybody can be a career grunt like you, my man. That's right. That's right. Selling the stuff and sales. <laughs> oh my god and another thing while while we got smitty on the phone before we let him go before we get into your russian olympic conspiracy theory, i can't i've been waiting all week to hear this oh, oh yeah i've got it true or false when we all worked at mcdonald's and we all cared about what we did we, we it's not like we were building the sistine chapel but we put some pride and effort into our work the question is did our ice cream machine ever break? I can't remember our ice cream machine ever being down. No, like, I don't know what the fuck it is nowadays. They don't build ice cream machines correctly or, like, tough. I don't know. Like, our hey. ice cream machine, I mean, our ice cream machine literally would be down, like, one or two days a year, and it was because of a mechanical issue, or you, you didn't have it first thing available in the morning because we would have to, we'd have to do the whole. You have the to whole, gut it, clean remember, it. Remember, you'd have to put it all back it, together. Put it yeah. back together and do every now and then. Uh, you had to do the once the a week. Intricacies, the yeah. intricacies of cleaning that bitch at night. Heaven forbid and, you and took putting you, it together. You put an O-ring yeah. on wrong and the whole thing. Oh, screwed. oh yeah. Or trying to, or trying to get have... the blades on the rotating, on the rotating yep. thing, trying to get them in there and they fall off. And <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. I think I went through a tube of lube at least. I was just going to say, covered in tubes of that fucking surgical lube. There is so many places I want to go with that comment, and I'm going to be quiet. I am serious. We weren't even smart enough at the time to come up with good, to, to, to know how to really use it like adults. Right. I, I didn't think that it was for the machine itself, you know. Yeah, well, you know. I went through a tube of lube. What you do after closing is your business guy. Absolutely. Back by the washing machine, it's, it's anybody's game. Uh, I'm on, I'm, leave me alone. I'm on dish. <laughs> We're going to the walk-in. <laughs> I'm taking in the truck in the freezer. Yeah, right? The Martin Brower truck just showed up. Leave me alone. Oh, man. That was good shit. All right. Too much. Fun. Well, thank you for being a witness because now I think it's time to put a class action suit out there. Not just me and you and Herm and Andy and people like us, but degenerate teenagers all over the country who have created their own McSandwiches over the years. It's time for us to get paid. Absolutely. Pay the originals. That's right. Because we don't have too many good years left, man. We're old. You realize that. You realize that, right? Did you throw out a hip last night? You threw out a hip last night in the halftime show, didn't you? Absolutely. I loved it. It was the best halftime show I've seen in many years. Second But I'm best. not a Bruno Mars fan, so, you know. All right, I'll buy it. I, I didn't mind Bruno Mars. I don't know 
who the weekend is or why he thinks he's both days wrapped into one. <laughs> but I didn't like that show at all. I, I, I didn't even think he was just a full Saturday. I, I thought maybe no. he was like a Saturday morning at he's the kinda, most. He's kind of like a trip to Mohegan Park. He's like three hours of the weekend right yeah, there. Yeah, you know, once you go around once you go around the lake, you're done, yeah. you know? And then you go Richard drink Travis out of the... was incorporating Kendrick Lamar with those bets. Uh, he did. That. He had. He had absolutely no business belonging. Seemed there. out of place a little bit. I will say that. Absolutely. Kendrick. Absolutely. Kendrick was a little out of place. I thought he did well with the whole the, the whole Dre respect thing, though. I'm not going to lie. He held it together well. I, I think Kendrick was a little. He was. He was the. He was the kid that. He was one of those kids that is doing his own thing. So he, so he didn't fit in with the group. Let me see if I've got this now the, right. Now the drop in by fifty, I thought was absolutely oh amazing. That that just goes with to show you how bad the inflation is right now. <laughs> What'd you say? It goes the fifty cent goes to show you how bad the inflation is right now. Because when he came off of that ceiling like Spider Man, he clearly looks like a buck and a half looks, right now. He got heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a dollar seventy three. Yeah, buck two ninety eight right there. Uh huh. Change his name. For a, for a second there, I thought Notorious B.I.G. never passed away. Right? Oh, right? It was his little brother, no, Notorious Medium. <laughs> Notorious M.E.D. <laughs> Look, Smitty, thank you so much for allowing us to give you a phone call and bringing you on the show and uh, letting Thanks the people God. know what's up. And we really appreciate it. Hashtag give us our McMoney. Hashtag give us our McMoney. Listen, my man. Power you, to the people. Power <laughs> to the people. You have a great night, and uh, we thank boy. you so much. Go get you one of these sandwiches. They're really good. I bet. I'll take your word for it. No All problem. right. Thanks for having me on Dysfunction Junction. No problem, thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks take for care. being on. Talk to you later, my man. Peace out, boys. See, there it is, right, right there. There it is, right there. Verifiable I'm, fucking proof from a real person that we invented this shit back in 1989. Was well, right. That uh, that as well, t- we, we there was multiple. So we're 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 a conglomerate. Yeah, we're a conglomerate. We're coming for you. We're coming for you, McDonald's. That's right. I yeah. have seven dollars in my pocket, and I'm spending all of it on my lawyer this who are you hiring for seven bucks uh do we cheat them and how oh that's a great firm by the way all right so as i finish this sandwich i I said i've been dying all week guys this is going to be like so random today because when you're hearing this we're recording on valentine's day so we got a lot of shit to cover but i've been oh my god he's got notes I've been waiting for this. He texted me earlier in the week. I am pissed off at the Olympics, and here's why. So take it away, my man. All right, so here's my quick hit of the week. My quick hit of the week is the Russian Olympic Committee. Fuck those people, all right? Wow. Fuck those people, okay? Because, first of all, Russia was banned. It started out as a two-year ban, but... It was changed to a two-year ban. So it was the last Olympics and this Olympics. But Russian athletes are not allowed to compete at the Olympics. So, there, but, 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 why do they I have can. A, I got a bad feeling about this. They go ahead, can, go ahead. because apparently as long as you don't use the word just Russia, and, af- and if you include the words neutral athlete on your uniform, oh my, and you don't use... And you don't use the Russian flag, but you use and represent just the the, the colors of, of Russia, which are the red, the blue, and the white, or mm-hmm. something like that. Then they're allowed to. 
here's my my issue with that. Um, the word Russia is right in the fucking name of the you know, Olympic Committee. You know, um, during the opening of the Olympics, the 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 president of Russia, Putin, mm-hmm. stood up and clapped and honored the athletes coming in from the Russian Olympic Committee. Yep. yep. Um, if Russia isn't allowed to compete in the Olympics, then why is Russia competing in the Olympics? Now, refresh my memory. Why were why was Russia banned do- in do- the first place? Doping. I figured, for the same as, reason I, I figured that this, as much. For the same reason that they the, well, the whoever the girl is on the ROC team right now yeah. got popped for something earlier. They banned her, but because she's been clean through the Olympics, they're gonna let they let her compete again. Let her compete. That's, Look, oh so so you broke a rule, but we're still gonna allow it to happen. Because what? Because it's Russia? Are we afraid of Putin? Is the Olympic Committee afraid of Putin? I don't. I think the last time our country was afraid of Russia was in the mid '80s when we all thought the Cold War right, was well, going to lead to nuclear. I was going to say, and we then Sting that, has to make a song about it, and then Ronald Reagan, ha- Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Right. I mean, we thought the Holocaust was happening every other fucking day back in '85, bro. Let's be honest. And unlike Whoopi Goldberg, he's not making fun of the Holocaust. He's basically saying everyone in the '80s, if you were Born till maybe eighteen years old. Yeah, let we me lived specify that. Uh, we we were we lived in fear that a nuclear holocaust could happen any time of the day, yep. any day of the week. We 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 by five six years old, we already knew that there was enough missiles to blow the tits off the world on either side, mm-hmm. and at any point we could just fucking lambaste the entire planet. Absolutely, and the fear it wasn't necessarily media driven you know like things are today there were i say the media like your your average everyday newspaper it's not like you picked up the newspaper every day and it says russia's coming to kill you and rip your dick off we're talking about they were making television shows movies uh when i was a kid there was a com a superman comic book that talked about the russian threat and he has to save the world from a nuke and all this bullshit it was being it was being put right in front of your right. face and, but, and, every and, and, single and, fucking and, day. And that was more, and, and and that was art imitating life, a lot of that. That was the current situation we were living in. Yeah. And the movies just reflected different scenarios of that worry. Correct. Um, starting with, you know, war games. There's your, ah. there's your, there's your simplest... Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Broderick, Matthew Broderick, Ali Sheedy, and um, uh, Dabney Coleman. Yep, John Lithgow. That's right. Um, again, that was another. That was an, what if the what? Again, that was that was the worry at the time. We weren't all super computery at the time. Nope. Computers were mostly something that you know the rich or the government had. What happens when the, all those computers that are controlling all that shit go wrong? I mean that 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 was a fear. There was so many fears in regards to that situation that we dealt with on a daily basis all the time. Oh yeah, and and I didn't mean to get off get off the rails on no, the no, crazy it's good, train, it's good. but it's good. that's the last time I think America has truly feared Russia, unless of course you fear that Russians are helping this election. There was a great news story earlier. I'm not going to say it tonight because we're going to have some fun tonight, but the. Uh, Trump Russia collusion bullshit. It's over. It didn't happen. By the way, there's proof that Hillary did some colluding, but I'm going <coughs> to leave it at that. We're not getting political. 
go back to the Olympics. So the Russians are there, but they're not there. And right, Putin's they're, there they're, clapping, <clears throat> right, he's not like clapping the, the, for Russian athletes. The Russians are there, but they don't represent their... They're not using their flag as a representation, and they don't use their... The flag isn't anywhere on their on their on any of their uniforms. But it seems like, like you're not allowed to compete, but as long as you don't say where you're from and you don't push that... We'll we'll let you do it anyway. I have more of a problem with this that you're describing than I do of the American woman who is competing for the People's Republic of China because she has dual citizenship. Born here, uh, dual citizenship, mother and father, mixed, one's Asian, one's yep, yep, American. Yep. She made a choice, and good on her. Yeah, I have no People issue lost with their that. Shit about I have that, no but- issue with that. But people I, lost their shit about that. I know they. I understand they did, but people, <coughs> people do it all the time. the The rule to be an Olympian is mm-hmm. that um, you basically have to be a, a, a citizen of whatever country you're in forty, uh, uh, no less than forty eight hours before your competition. Wow, isn't that forty eight hours? Forty eight hours, wow. sir. That's Sign it. that two day lease. I'm going to compete. That's literally all it's required. Is you need to be a, a citizen of that country within forty eight hours of your competition. How soon can we make beer drinking? That, that doesn't even apply to, during training. That doesn't apply to no. Anything. You can train anywhere. That literally applies <laughs> when you compete. The moment you schedule to compete, you forty eight hours prior to that, you have to be a citizen. What's the point at this point? You're, the whole point well, of the we just Olympics. Had that girl, we just had that that woman from Canada. She's a Canadian. She's Canadian. She changed her citizenship. Um, she took um, she took gold in the monobob for the women. Mm-hmm. Monobob. Every and, time I hear that, <laughs> the monobob in, in the in the women's single bobsled. Um, so I just love the cutesy name everything gets nowadays. Uh, the monobob. Oh yeah, and every, uh, oh yeah, and on the on the on the ice dancing, you've got the twizzles. I saw that. I don't even know what the fuck. I'm pretty sure a twizzle, like a twizzle is the people that make twizzlers, right? Well, there was one point during one of the televised events where they had the pairs and they said, these twizzlers, I'm like, he just said that out loud on on television. You got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to travel to the land of China to do the Olympics. You called human beings twizzlers. Twizzlers. What the fuck have we come to? There's two twizzlers on on the ice. <clears throat> the, are they the red ones or are they the shitty black ones? Hey, I like the black ones. You know what I don't? I don't like the ones that pretend to be chocolate, though. That's bullshit. No, those are horrible. Those oh, are horrible. my Lord. So you got more. I can see you got uh, some oh, notes on, on the Olympics. This is, these are my Valentine's Day notes. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, my issue is basically, look, if you're going to ban somebody and say you can't compete, then ban them and they don't compete. I got you. And it's not even a case of, you know, look, we... America doesn't do great at the at the Winter Olympics. We're not known to be like no. You know, we're the summertime. Um, you know, we're not we're not Switzerland or Norway or countries like that. Um, we're, you we're, give a guy from Sweden a stick and a hat, and he's going to kick our ass. Yeah. Um. So it's not even a, a those are medals that we should have won. It's not even that. I don't even care about that. I don't even care about the medals. I. I it's you were banned. You're not allowed to represent your country, but here you are. Kind of representing your country. Yeah, and in and, and the most ass-backward way. And the fact that any Olympic committee, whether it be the International Olympic Committee or their own country, allows this, it just it just takes a big steaming turd on the Games. 
Yeah, I mean, like you, 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 you it, get what you're you, banned, but we're gonna let you guys in. But just don't say you're from Russia, right? Just don't say you're from Russia, and don't you know portray that you're from Russia, and don't you know be all we're Russian that way. We're from the newly created state of of Lenin Stalin, and we're just gonna come in. We are the free state of Lenin Stalin. <clears throat> fuck him. That's what I'm saying, bro. Call yourself Nikita Koloff and shave your head for all I give a fuck. So, Valentine's Day. Valentine's is today. Day is you today. guys are going to hear this on Wednesday. I'm, we're not going to say happy Valentine's Day. If you spell, celebrate this ignorant ass holiday, fuck you. And I, and Herm and I will get into that later, but I'm going to I'm I'm speaking to the single folk right are you gonna, now. Are you going to do your thing now? I'm going to do my thing. Now. All right, do the thing. I want to speak to the single men and single women if this is your gig. You know, if Valentine's Day comes up next year, you're feeling a little lonely, save up a little money. You get some money on Christmas if you're a younger person or if you're an older person like us. You know, you get that little bit of overtime kicked in over the holidays. Put it aside. And on Valentine's Day, take yourself to a strip club. Amen. Best, First of all, some of the best prime rib you'll ever eat comes from strip clubs. Yep, yep. Um, more, more often than not, cheap beer. Yep. The drinks, the the mixed drinks are a little high priced. Usually good wings. Good. Oh, absolutely. Most strip clubs have good wings. Some of the best. But this isn't about that. Oh. This is about places you don't want to go. Oh. Now, in my research today, I am going to start off with a five-star review for two reasons. One, you're not going to believe what I'm about to read to you. And two, this is a tip of the hat to our listeners in New Zealand who still <coughs> have not identified themselves. Please get your ass on the please, computer, junction dysfunction show at gmail.com right now. Please, we have less than 1% of our listenership <coughs> is from New Zealand. If you are the people, the person, if there is one dude in New Zealand listening to us, send us a message. And then. If you're in the Auckland, New Zealand area, I'd like you to visit VIP Strip Club Auckland. Oh, that sounds nice. It is, it is nice. It's uh, at level 3 slash 84 Wellesley Street, West Auckland, CBD, Auckland, New Zealand. That's the entire address. I'll be sending so you know my GPS. Going. Um, they're closed throughout the week, but they are open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, <clears throat> 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. Go get your groove on at VIP Strip Club Auckland. So I, I purposely went to New Zealand. I want our, our listeners down absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. But I saw this review and I couldn't ignore it. This is the only five-star review you're going to hear from me. I'm so scared. This was written five months ago. The reviewer <coughs> calls himself Banana C. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. This is the review. It got two thumbs up, the review. Two thumbs it's about up. about to get three because I'm going to click that little son bitch right now. And the review was, I went there for my ninth birthday. It was great. I would recommend for kids. I can't make this shit up. The other two reviews are both five stars. Best strip club in Auckland. The most beautiful strippers in Auckland. But that popped out at me. I went there for my ninth birthday. I'm going to die. It was, please don't die. <laughs> <laughs> I went there for my ninth birthday. It was great. I would recommend for kids. Banana C, whoever you are, you have won the day. I have I have nothing we, else I can say. We need this kid on our show. <laughs> I, I want I want T-shirts that say Banana C is my spirit animal, and on the back, 
we put the picture of the review from VIP Strip Five Club. stars would Five recommend stars. for kids. Absolutely. <laughs> if that isn't the weirdest shit. Oh, that's the best. Now, I'm going to bring one closer to home. I saw quite a few of these. Excuse me. Oh, that, that sandwich is uh, uh, creeping on me. So I am going to name names. Yeah. We have to stay. If you like strip clubs, please stay away from the following places. If you're in Auckland, New Zealand, definitely go to VIP Strip Club Auckland. If you're nine years old, it's the place for you. <laughs> you will have the best time. <clears throat> we are going to go to Tolland, Connecticut. This is the Electric Blue Cafe, if you've oh, ever been there. Oh, I've been to Electric Blue. So have I. Stay the fuck away. Yeah. I'm going to try to find the review. Here it is. This one was written by a gentleman named Nick Orphy. This was six months ago. Nick, buddy. Yeah. So if you guys know Nick Orphy, tell him Dysfunction Junction <laughs> wants to talk to you. One star. After I paid the guy at the door, he pretended like he didn't have enough change. He told me he would find me and give me the money. I went back to him an hour later, and he said, oh, yeah, I forgot. Why don't you just go up to the bar and get my change? Oh, I said that to him. Sorry. This club has gone way downhill. It's nothing but C-section scars and bullet wounds. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so top-notch talent there. Right. We're going to stay close to home again from where we live. We are going to the fantastical Navy Town of Groton, Connecticut. Hey! And the one place everybody went to the first time they were of age... Rosie's? ...was Rosie's Cabaret. I'm going to say you Rosie's. I, right. I, was, I was going to Rosie's when I was 14. <laughs> I believe that. Some, something, te- something tells me that's absolutely 1,000% correct. I was big enough at the time. It was good. Now, it's temporarily closed. They are going through a remodel. A remodel. I, I want to let you know. Well, hopefully they're remodeling the dancers. Her, but I'm going to get one of the more entertaining they, one-star reviews. They ran out of Navy wives. Probably. Oh, God. Where is it? i got to find it again. Okay, here it is. This one was written by a young lady, Tina Riggs. It was a one-star review. Wow, what a flashback in time. I worked there in the early 90s, kind of a dive. I wonder if it's changed much. I remember it being small in a strip mall. Do you think there's still any 47-year-old strippers there? <laughs> oh, I'll bet money on it. <coughs> and I'm going to this is one I didn't research, but somebody in a chat earlier said, "Oh, if you're going to do this, do not talk about Tampa." Which means I'm immediately going to talk about. I'm going to look up Tampa, so we're going to look up Tampa strip clubs. We're strip clubs in Tampa, Florida. The going back to Electric Blue. I don't begrudge anybody. I know a lot of women have suffered the pain of a C-section, but it's not something you want to see on a stripper. No. Nor do I want to see bullet bullet wounds, knife wounds, or a tattoo that says Boner Garage. Nope. Okay, we're going to go to Tampa. What's the first one we find? Let's see. Let's find it. Oh, okay. Scores. Ooh. Ooh. Scores, let's see, is located. You're not even going to give me an address, you dirty bitch. They don't want you to know where it is. All right. Score. No, they don't, obviously. So let's go to the reviews. Let's. Ooh. Now get this. You've seen that line. I'm going to turn this your way. You see the long line for five-star reviews. Yep. A couple of notches for three and two and four. And one has quite the long line. Which means we're going to have some fun. So let's get ourselves a one-star review. Let me look these over. I I love when they respond, too. Hey, I'm sorry you had such a terrible experience at our strip joint. We do the best to maintain a high quality. You're selling boobs and puss. 
<laughs> There's probably jizz on the bathroom floor. You're not running a high class establishment. You're selling boobs and puss. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I might want to read this one. This was uh, a year ago, and the response was uh, <laughs> the response gets me. All right, I've never been to a club as bad as this one. Everything about it was a terrible experience. The staff was rude. The dances were ugly as fuck. The prices were absolutely outrageous. They don't even tell you ahead of time that the drinks are $25 per shot of the cheapest whiskey they were offering. And if you sit at a table, even one that's not marked as reserved, they'll come up to you and tell you it's $1,000 to sit at the table after you paid 100 bucks to get in. You're better off sitting at home and jerking off. Wow. <laughs> Save a bunch of money jerking off. Right. Now here's the response from the owner. If you came out on Super Bowl weekend expecting to do dollar shots, you were in the wrong place, and you probably had more than a few shots if you thought our girls were ugly. Now, see, that reminds me of you. Like, if we did restaurant reviews before right, you right, worked right. at your restaurant, I read some today. Originally, I didn't want to do strip clubs. I thought, let's just random businesses. Start with mine. Start with yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you get some reviews that are just, some of them are just like, mm. Oh, my God. Let me see. We get people complaining because the meat's pink. Yeah, that's the smoke, dumbass. That's how it works. (laughs) Oh, this one's long. No, I'm not going to go with this one. Hans Lochner. Sounds like he was on the road. Please do not go to this club. Worst experience I've ever dealt with. The dancers tamper with you as they please. Extortion seems to be the bread and butter each day here at this club. Please, there are better clubs. I'm getting a stroke reading this for the lack of punctuation. Please, there are better clubs. Do not buy into their offers. I tried talking to the manager, but he he treated as if I did not existed. This club needs some major changes. Okay, first of all, Hans bit of free advice spell check is your friend and it will tell you when you need punctuation you can see the left side of my face is starting, is to, droop starting a little to droop bit. a little i can see it i it's, may have a tick you gotta i think you're gonna have a tick after this now if any any of you want to pretend to be hans lochner here's the response from the owner hans please call us and explain ask for our general manager he is waiting for your call 813-875-7912 that's 813-875-7912 Let's see what else. I'm going to go to a different club in Tampa. Let's see what Tampa has to offer us. We went to Scores. I want to see a, a name that just pops out. Mons, Mons Venus, world-famous nude strip club Tampa. Okay. It's good. It's a 3.9 overall, so that's right. not bad. But right. they do have about a half a, All right. half a bar of negative reviews. All right. Let's find one, shall we? Okay, hmm. Todd Mitchum writes about two two months ago. I don't know what the hell happened to this spot, but my experience last night was nothing short of awful. There was only one beautiful girl. I'm sorry, maybe two beautiful-looking girls dancing in the entire club. The rest of them were straight busted. Inflation hit the strip club. The price for a single dance was outrageous at 50 bucks or two for 60, which is a real deal, plus an $18 booth fee? I left disappointed, but on the bright side, I still had a pocket full of cash. Dude, the two for 60. If one's 50 <coughs> and two, two is 60, 60? Get the second lap dance. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? Spend the money, uh, Todd, we're not on your side on this one. You, sir, may fuck off. 
All right. Dalton Kosak. Oh, my God. And he's... Oh, okay. After hearing good things about this club, I was very disappointed. The girls are way too skinny and very ugly. They could use a meal. Instead of giving them my money, it's better to give them food since all of them look like they're about to die of starvation. The building is too small and the inside is very ugly. Instead of feeling like a strip club, I feel like I am inside a ride at the country fair. I will never come back unless they have better girls. And oh, by the way, scores and Odyssey are better. So he's given free pub. So he's given free pub to the other clubs. Yep. I like the fact that he points out that these, you know, meth addicted chicks are skinnier than a rail. Yep. You know what, Dalton? Good on you. All right. A DJ complaint. Nobody cares. You're here. You're, you're there to see titties. Knock it off. All right. One star review. Last one. We're still in Tampa. Think of a think of a club you've been to in our area. That'll be the next club I go to, and we'll end the segment. But it can't be Minx. There weren't that many one-star reviews. Most of them was about the food and the bouncers. Okay, so Bob Bob Larry. What a name. <laughs> Bob Larry says, one star. Not worth the time or the money. The inside of the club is really cramped together, so you're basically in the stripper's face right next to the main stage. A lot of ridiculous prices for basic busted ugly girls and had one ugly girl try to charge me 60 bucks for a single lap dance, then the one who said her dances were 42 each, odd price. But whatever, I gave her 50 bucks. She says she's going to give me change, yet I never received it. I would avoid this club, way cheaper options with better service. Guys, I don't know what you're expecting. You're going to a strip joint. You're going to get overpriced alcohol, cheap beer though, good prime rib, and titties. So what if one of them's got a busted grill? Are you staring at her grill? No. You're staring at her boobs, her butt, her legs, maybe her midriff. Maybe you have a, if it's a full nude club, hey, <laughs> you're getting a landing strip Jones. Woo-hoo. That's what I'm talking about. But you're not buying a fucking Rolls Royce. You're going to a strip club. I can understand if the girls are busted. But you know what? In some places, there aren't really that many options. Speaking of not many options... Before you think of your strip club, give me a moment. We're going to go to Peabody, Massachusetts. Let's get in that Wayback Machine, shall we? Or the Way Away Machine. Peabody, Mass. Strip Clubs. Somebody told me of one up there, and I want to see if they've got a bad review. Let's see. Ooh, this one looks... Oh, no. I was going to go with the Cabaret. Just a cabaret with a with a sign that looks like it's straight out of a 1960s Vegas movie. Yep, yep. But I'm going with DB's Golden Banana oh. on Newbury Street. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, DB's Banana. Now, they're closed right now. They'll be open, they're open Tuesday through Sunday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m., except Fridays they're open noon to 1 a.m. Get that lunch crowd. Yeah. Get the lunch crowd. Get yourself lunch and a lap dance. A 3.7 overall. But that's not what we're here for, is it? Let's start with Walid. Walid Salah. Two months ago, writes, whoever works the front desk needs a lesson in customer service and respect. Very rude and unwelcoming has an attitude. After asking him a few questions, he got nasty and said, you have two choices. Either you pay the cover or you leave. So I left. Basically, this short interaction... I can only imagine how terrible the rest of the staff is. Okay, stop, Waleed. We're not on your side. You didn't go in. You didn't see the boobs. You didn't try the prime rib. You didn't have a drink. 
you are not getting a good review from me. All right, here we go. A lot of stuff against the receptionist. Ooh. All right, let's see what, it, what Courtney Lopez has to say. Not a good place for dancers. Rebecca, the girl in charge of hiring, is very, very rude and judgmental. She treats the dancers like crap and talks down to them so badly. She thinks she owns the place, and she also seems to think she's better than everyone else. Reminds me of a wannabe dancer who sell herself who never fit the part and takes her anger out on the girls who fit the part. Calling a dancer ugly and fat is no way for a manager to treat another woman, all caps. Try the cabaret lounge or the glass slipper. They treat the dancers with the utmost respect. Courtney, let me let you know a little secret here. You're not the CEO of IBM. You're not curing cancer. You're showing your titties to strangers for money. If you're looking for super-duper respect on a high level, how about getting yourself a super-duper respectable job on a high level? Courtney, you are canceled. <laughs> and then we're just going to stick. The last one is from Luis Pineda a year ago. One star, this place sucks. Burn it to the ground. Oh, wow. He's yeah, so short and to the point. That's DB's Golden Banana in Peabody, Massachusetts. Did you think of a place near us? Yeah, the only place I know of is uh, Rhode Island Dolls. Rhode Island Dolls. I've never been there. I've been to Cheaters. The problem is is they're they're decent. They're 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 a pretty decent club. Oh, every club has Okay, four stars. Look at this. They're closed now. They are open Wednesday through Sunday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. You can call them. No, don't. I'm not going to give you the number. Let's see. Reviews. Flower Power 17. You already know this is going to be bad. <laughs> At a strip club? Yep. Oh, it's going to go bad. One star. If you're a dancer thinking about coming here, don't. The place is tiny and more of a local hangout. Nobody spends money. Also, managers demand, demand your tips, which is illegal. Hmm. Okay. That wasn't that very good, Flower Power. You can eat shit. You're canceled. Uh, Beckjar29 says, Just some advice for one of your dancers. I can't remember her name. If you are begging customers for money, you're probably in the wrong line of work, honey. No, actually, Beckjar, they're not. They're showing tits for tips. That You know what? Let's open a strip club. We'll call it Tits, tits for, for tips. tips. Can't one of these have a, like a worst experience? I got that. Uh... Okay, Jacob leaves this review. So for one, the floor isn't very big to start with, and it's kind of stuffy and crowded, not a lot of room to move. Second, the first girl I meet, well, very polite, did not how to hold a conversation, and in addition, E-D-I-T-I-O-N, like new edition, not addition, in addition, tried to sell me on the fact that the club only really does private dances. Third, drink prices were ridiculous, and to top it off, we're not as strong as I'm used to. Been in plenty of clubs, used to the price being like this, but this was kind of absurd. I'd say the only nice part of this experience is the large, open, clean, outdoor smoking area. Seems like a nice club if you're willing to drop a couple grand. If not, you and your boys will be looking for a night out with $300 apiece. The dancers are not very pretty. Okay, so... You know what? I'm going to let Jacob have his moment in the sun. Jacob, good review. I've never been there, but they really do have they have a lot of great reviews this Rhode Island Dolls. A couple people just Yeah, my friend Crystal is the manager over there, so Oh. 
she have a nice rack? Yeah, she she actually she does. Good on her. Don't tell Crystal we said this. Very much so. But I, I will say this: I haven't found a review yet. But we're gonna bring this back regularly. I'm gonna dive a little deeper. I'm gonna Heard find some bad crazy strip club shit. reviews. Uh, I want to hear about pregnant strippers. Oh yeah. I want to hear about a stripper, a ball headed stripper whose wig falls off in the middle of a dance. <laughs> One with a fake leg, and you know, she she uses the mat, you know the sticky on the bottom of her uh, fake foot to pick up her tips. Whatever, guys. If you're gonna be lonely this year. Do it at a strip club, but don't go to these. But not this one. There'll be more once I do. I'm gonna do a little more digging over the next month, and I'm gonna bring you some horrendous, horrendous strip club reviews. We look forward to it. I hate Valentine's Day, so you might as well just start firing off at will, my man. All right, so here it is. The main topic here it is. We are doing the anti Valentine's Day show. Yep. There is no need for Valentine's Day. This holiday is complete bullshit. Why is that, Mike? Well, oh, he's going to the he's going the, to the notes. The holiday goes back to um, a, a spring festival uh, um, in Roman times, uh, as well as a couple of uh, uh, there's a couple of martyrs. Uh, named St. Valentine, and basically what it comes down to, it was a celebration of, very similar to, like, Easter. Um, It was a a celebration of fertility, uh, the whole nine. My issue is that it's, it's, there's a couple issues I have with it, but my my biggest issue is that it, it's, it's almost a, a, it's a holiday created by 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 business and promoted and pushed by business and the 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 it's an unfair holiday very much so it's an unfair holiday and by that i mean okay valentine's day is technically the celebration of 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 love all right that's what the the holiday is supposed to celebrate love mm-hmm. now the the we're at a disadvantage from the time that girls are five years old. They're talking with their friends about my wedding day and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to marry a man who's rich and it's going to take me on all around the world. He's going to work and, and I'm not. And, 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 and young girls start to develop and cultivate this, this, unrealistic concept of what they think love is from the most early, early stages of their life. How many times have you heard a woman say, I'm a princess. I deserve to be treated like a princess. I deserve to get, well, there's a prince on the other end who'd like a blowjob every now and again. There's a a prince too. How about a nice gold watch? I'll take the blowjob first. And I think the issue is that is they develop this concept from the time they're really young and then it becomes put on 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 men be to 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 fulfill this they have this abstract concept of what love means and the the businesses push that that guilt to us to the point where we spend money that to show somebody that we love them that really has nothing to do with showing them that we love them. No. 
All right. Um, My favorite question to ask women is, when would you rather get a dozen roses or a bracelet or a ring? On February 14th, when every other good woman, bad woman, hooker, or prostitute are getting the same gifts you are? Or June 7th. That's my grandmother's birthday, so that's off the hook. I'm just saying a random Thursday. You know what I mean? You, like know, just, you, you know. show up one day at home, and there's a dozen roses and a nice little tennis bracelet and a box of chocolates. It's like, you know, why don't you put on something nice? We're going to de- go out to a nice dinner. means more. This isn't Christmas. where You know, Christmas is, if you are not Jewish or what have you, Right. Christmas has become an all-inclusive holiday. It's not started, you know, I know people are going to cry the blues because I'm talking about religion. Originally celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, all good and whatever. I've read the, I've read all the other descriptions. Get off me. However, you celebrate Christmas. It's family. It's giving. It's about giving of yourself to your family. And if if I get nothing on Christmas, I'm I don't care. I'm a happy guy. Me either. If I can brighten up my daughter's eyes on Christmas, I, I did my job. Yep. So, and again. Emma's Emma's birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Emma! You don't listen. Happy birthday! Oh, I'm gonna give her an embarrassing Facebook post tomorrow. Don't you? It'll be on. Obviously, when you guys listen to this, it'll be yesterday. So February fifteenth. Happy birthday, Emma! But I always tell her, you know, you're gonna get a, a decent gift. Christmas is my big thing. Everybody has a birthday. They get big shit. She gets a decent sized gift. But I'm like Emma, aren't you? Aren't you happy with surprises? And she is. She's a lot like me. You just come out of nowhere and be like, get your shoes on. Where do you want to go? You want to go to the arcade? You want to go to B-dubs? You want to go to, you know, just let's let's go shopping. <gasps> She's off the hook. Let's go to Ulta. Dude, no. I'm not getting nipple paste and butt lotion. That's some bullshit. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'll dig out those pictures. I'll put them on our page. <laughs> shopping with a 13-year-old for makeup, and you see... Right there, nipple cream and butt lotion. Butt rejuvenation. Yeah, butt rejuvenation. Sorry, thank you. I, I was I was off by just a tad. Christ, but no, and, and, and she is now, she gets the concept. She's 14 now, tomorrow. She understands that Valentine's Day, for all intent and purpose, is a hoax. It's a hoax. Hallmark, Russell Stover, and Kay Jewelers make their money. They make their nut that day. Yep. It's black. The, it's black 14th for them. Because the rest of the year, nobody's going to K unless they're getting married. You're not buying. You're not selling thirteen thousand rings in July. You know when you're selling them in February. That's their Black Friday. Six point eight billion dollars on jewelry. Oh yeah. In twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one. Nice. Read some more of those beautiful stats, please. Uh, let's see. We've got some. Let's see. We've got uh, a total. <clears throat> total. Um, is this worldwide or just America? This is, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if this is worldwide or just America. Okay. Um, it just was the the facts that I went through to the site were were, uh, twenty one point eight billion dollars spent in twenty twenty one. Uh, which is down actually, um. It's actually a down from that number was higher in 2020. Um, 11.4 billion pre uh, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah. 11.4 billion spent by um, a, by discernible men. 
and 7.8. Well, I'm just saying you have the ability now to be a man or a woman that's or why, an other. And that's, that's why I'm laughing. Discernible, discernible men. Discernible men. Um, Gentlemen prefer legs. Uh, 7.8 billion uh, by discernible women. So that gives you um, a $3.6 billion difference in spending between men and women. Men spend 30% more on Valentine's Day than women do. Mm-hmm. I'd love to read the I, 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 combine, combine that number with Christmas. Men get drawers, socks, and I don't know what they get on Valentine's Day. I've never celebrated Valentine's Day, ever. I don't want to. Uh, let's see. 58 million pounds of chocolate is sold for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that chocolate averages between a 300 to 400% markup for the holiday. Higher prices than any other time of the year. Oh, yeah. For nothing more than changing the foil wrapper to pink. Changing the shape of your Hershey Kiss to a heart and wrapping, and, and it, wrapping in it in red and pink in, foil. And red and pink instead of silver. Um, that fifty-eight million pounds of chocolates translates into thirty-six million heart-shaped uh, uh, of that of that fifty-eight million pounds. Thir- there are thirty-six million heart-shaped boxes sold in twenty twenty-one. They owe for Nirvana Valentine's money. Day. Give Nirvana their money for that heart-shaped box. With uh, the total sales of chocolates. <clears throat> Being two point four billion dollars. Oh my god! Um, they're not even getting Whitman samplers. They're getting the high end shit. They're getting high end Whitman samplers. Suck. I know, but when you were a kid, the only candy that's good in a Whitman sampler is the Messenger Boy in the middle. Yes, or the coconut cream. Those are all right. Um, three point two billion dollars spent on flowers. Mm-hmm. That will die in four days. In four days. <laughs> I'd rather you get me a potted plant I can keep for six years and get the fuck off the roses. If I win the Kentucky Derby, get me roses. $6.8 billion spent on jewelry. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Six point, almost $7 billion on jewelry. I have a lot of questions, but I, I want to hear the rest of these stats. Uh, let's see, $4.3 billion spent on dining in 2021 for the Valentine's Day holiday, mm-hmm. and $1.6 billion in cards. You guys don't get it, do you? Out there in podcast land, you just don't get it. This isn't about love. This is about lining somebody else's pockets. This is about marketing. Yeah. It's about marketing. It's all marketing, and they get... All right, now I'm going to go off the misogynistic it's, it's the trail. Same, it's the same as the engagement ring. Yeah, it's 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 it. This is a a female holiday, my opinion. It was a, a holiday created by marketers. Yeah, and pushed and kept now, going. There by was marketers. a story I read, and I, I did dig it up, and now it's gone because I'm a fucking retard, and I can say that about myself because I'm saying it about myself. There was a story that I read years ago, and I did find it on Wikipedia just a minute ago, that one of the one of the stories you were talking about martyrdom, and it started with, according to an early tradition, St. Valentine restored sight to the blind daughter of his jailer. Numerous later additions to the legend have been 
better related to it as the theme of love, an 18th century embellishment of the legend, claims that he wrote his jailer's daughter a letter signed Your Valentine as a farewell post before his execution. Okay. I don't know that that's love. You restored sight. You did you did a good deed and they still fucking hung you. Which is basically what Valentine's Day is. You, right. If you don't get the right shit, you're not getting laid. Right. You're going to be sleeping on the couch for a couple, five, six days. I don't know why why women, to interject. I know where you're going. When, I like it. When when women tell us they're gonna, we're sleeping on the couch, you guys think that, that that's a punishment. That's an adult camp out. When, that's, when, a, when a guy sleeps on the couch, it's just, it's like we, we went camping. It's literally, that's yeah. all it is. We went camping. It's an eight-hour nap instead of a two-hour nap watching the golf game. That's right. <laughs> Beyond that, going back to the the conditioning thing, the princess. Oh, you're a princess, and you when you find a man, he'd better treat you like this. Well, that shit's mutual. Let's be clear. You if you want to be treated like a princess, you better treat the guy on the other end like a prince. That's right. And absolutely. And Valentine's Day, if you are a true romantic, should go both ways. If you're expecting a really expensive piece of jewelry or a trip or the fantastic $199 you better cough dinner one for two. Up too. You better have something good. Now me, I'm basic Jones. Don't do Valentine's Day, but if my surprises are limited to, and I, th- this is stuff I love, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Take me to dinner. You see a t-shirt somewhere, it's like, oh, I, I think Chris would like that t-shirt. Boom, there it is, t-shirt Jones. Cripes. I had one person that I was dating years ago I had injured my back. It was the summertime. You ought to know because you came up and uh, you yep. and your wife came up and hung out with me while I was uh, convalescing. Yep. And out of the blue, my girlfriend shows up and she hands me a box. And I opened the box and it's the brand new Madden video game. I'm like, what's this for? She goes, oh, because you know, your back hurts. You're going to need something to do. You're probably tired of watching fucking daytime television. Play the game. Well, all right, all right, all right. Thank you. It meant the world. Would it have meant the world if it was on Valentine's Day? No, because that was a surprise that made my heart like the grip. Right, because it's almost sizes it's too al- big. It's almost obligatory. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be told when to say I love you. I always used to say there are 365 days in a year. 366 if you got a leap year. February 14th is my day off. Yeah, like I'm not going to use. I'm not going to be guilted into into it. Like I, I, I. I'm an old married man, dude. So I, yeah. <laughs> um, I show my wife that I love her every day. Little things. Um, I think you you made it best when you said it the other day. I show her with food. Yeah, uh, my love has the tendency to manifest. Do not say those two words no, in tandem. I will reach across. My love for her has a tendency <laughs> to manifest itself through my cooking. But that's a beautiful thing you're creating. You know, like it's just like little things, like. Um, it's a Tuesday, so I whip up a batch of French onion soup gratiné, w- w- one serving. I go through the same amount of work, and I produce one serving. When she comes home, Just there's one her. serving. That's beautiful. There's, you know, it's little things like that for me that 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 I don't need the 14th of February. No. I do that shit all the time. Like... Why do we need to be feel to feel like we we need to be guilted to show that we understand what love is when we're not we're not teaching everybody and we're not teaching these young kids and these these young gentlemen 
what real love is. They they think it's a, 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 a it's done with money, and they think it's about flashy cars and ice. And that's not really what it is at all. Oh, hell, the commercials. Thank God this weekend was the Super Bowl. Because you've seen some of those car commercials over the years come Valentine's Day. Oh, come outside, honey, and there's this beautiful $75,000 ride in the driveway. Yeah, with a bow on it. Yeah. Show show her you love her. Honda. If I'm going to show her I love her, I ain't going to be with a fucking Honda. Well, yeah. Well, it's just like it, it. It's just like the diamond thing. Oh, yeah. For the engagement ring. Take her breath um, away. The, uh, prior to the 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 late forties, um, when De Beers came out with the "A Diamond Is Forever" campaign, I thought Ric Flair. Said um, that. only about ten percent of anybody that was engaged had diamonds in their engagement ring. Right. The engagement ring itself wasn't wasn't a, a foreign concept but the fact that you had to spend three months salary on it was it was literally a marketing ploy and a marketing technique that was developed and and, and established by a woman yeah um and that's when it happened so now in order to show you i love you and want to marry you i have to spend this amount of money I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I totally do as well. All right, give me a second. I, <clears throat> I'm i a big fan of looking up weird shit like this. There's no bathroom down here, is there? No, go up the stairs, out the door, left, and then another left. I'm going to read some of these stories. Ho- read some shit. Hopefully, you'll get them when you get back. Okay, so Valentine's Day is supposed to be about love. Here, here are some stories that are not about love. My ex-boyfriend invited me over to his house to spend Valentine's Day with him. I was really excited, and I even bought him some really nice pens and a notebook because he was into drawing. I drove 30 minutes from my place to get there, and we were just hanging out in his room. He was acting weird. Excuse me. So I asked him what was wrong. He proceeded to break up with me right after I gave him the gift. That's Shanna in New York City. If these are all female stories, I'm going to be bent out of shape. They are. We're go- oh, nope. Here's a, here's a male one. On Valentine's Day, my senior year of high school, my mom decided it would be a good idea to invite the extended family over. Her cousin had just gotten divorced, and somehow both the cousin and the ex showed up. Cue the stiffest family gathering you could ask for. You could seriously feel the tension through the whole house. This surreal nightmare culminated in me clogging the toilet which caused a pipe to burst which caused a massive leak about five feet from where everyone was sitting eating cheese poor jacob poor jacob all right let's see who's this for this is julia in boston she says right as my family was leaving for a week-long ski trip my girlfriend and i got into this huge fight over text okay stop stop fighting over text be an adult, pick up a fucking phone, and have the conversation. Yell at that person for real. Text fighting is for teenagers and idiots. I said it. Thank you. She was saying how much she was going to miss me that week, but to such an extreme point where every other message was, I miss you. I said, sorry, I don't feel like doing the I miss you bit. She got all depressed and was mad at me, so I spent all of Valentine's Day reassuring her that I loved her and I wouldn't leave her. When I got back, I suggested we have a late celebration, but she was having none of that. 
Oh, okay. So this is a, a girl-on-girl relationship. So, you know, good on them. Let's see. Do we have any other males? Here we go. What is this? Oh, no. Okay. Here's your love. I told my best friend I was in love with him on Valentine's Day. Uh-oh. He told me he didn't feel the same way about me and said he was secretly in love with our other friend. Ooh. He kept saying how hot she was, which made me feel inferior. Things were rough for a while. I was mad at him for being insensitive when I had literally just poured my heart out to him. I ended up rebounding with some other guy, and my best friend and I stopped speaking for a while. I was heartbroken for a long time. Rebounding is code for humping another. Pretty much. Now, Grace in Milwaukee. Uh, go Brewers, by the way. Um, just because you poured your heart out does not mean it's his job to immediately fall in love with you. This has turned into an advice column between the stripper reviews and this i'm becoming dear abby i was gonna say what's up ann landers yeah you know just because you you poured your heart out it doesn't mean he has to fall head over heels in love with you you're his best friend he has those feelings for you he's never gonna leave because he's your best friend it doesn't mean he wants to sleep with you it means you are valuable to his life by being your best friend Mm -hmm. knock it off get off your high horse princess Congratulations on the rebound. Hope it was worth it. A lot of Boston. Wow. Can some good shit happen somewhere else in the country? Let's see. D.C., New York City. Oh, we're going We're going to Hermland right now. Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I was sitting in history class on Valentine's Day when I got a weird text from a number I didn't recognize asking me to be their Valentine. This already has horror written all over it. This is how movies start. I was going to say, this is a movie plot story. Horror and porn start out the same way, really. (laughs) I had no clue who it was, and so I asked. He said we had met before, but didn't give me any more details. After hours of texting back and forth, I was dying to know who my secret admirer was. I agreed to meet up for a blind date at a coffee shop and took a ton of safety precautions, including telling all my friends where I was going and letting the barista know I was on a blind date. Oh, the barista. Gotta let the barista know. Yeah, because the dude with the man bun and the buggy whip arms is gonna save your ass. He'll save you. He'll call the cops. Well, okay, I'll give I'll give her I'll give her that one. He could always sneak to the back and go, Hey, look, I got this really creepy dude macking on this chick. It's uncomfortable. All right. Whatever. But don't don't tell Todd behind the register, like, oh my god, I'm here on a blind date. And the code word is Pineapple. Yeah. (laughs) The code word is Stevia. (laughs) <laughs> fucking twat. All right, let's see. I got to the coffee shop, and I was so excited. Time ticked by. A half hour later, I realized I'd been stood up on Valentine's Day. <gasps> oh, and, no. And I don't even know by whom. The next week, the same anonymous number teased me about getting stood up. The whole experience was such a bummer. Lauren in Denver, Colorado. Lauren, I can make this easy for you. First of all, a blind date is when, say, Herm comes to me and says, Chris, got this nice lady I want you to meet. Then come the litany of questions. Is she good looking? What's her what's her personality like? Right, How's right, her right, attitude? Right, right. What what is she like? And you, then you agree You got ghosted by a text. Yeah. You basically got catfished without the catfish. The two dudes did not show up in the car. They didn't bring the MTV fucking film crew. You did this to yourself, Lauren. I have no sympathy for you. And from here on out, you are canceled. Heard. 
canceled. Uh, un- Valentine's Day is canceled. Valentine's Day has been canceled, but until one of us gets elected president, we can't officially enact that. So we need you, the listener, to help us out. We want you to send your worst Valentine's Day story to junctiondysfunctionshow at gmail.com. If you don't want your name read, we won't read your name. Yeah, just let us know. Just tell us your worst Valentine's Day story. If we get a good one or two or five, we'll read them on the show. Some of you out there listening, I know some of you have had terrible Valentine's Day. I know some of you personally. So I know I could tell the stories without your consent, but that would be rude and that would ruin our friendship. But we did have a request before we wrap up. I don't know how much longer we have. We're good. We're at about an hour and 15 right now, so we're all right. We we did have a request from a a very nice listener asking us, and I asked you this question before we went hot. I want you to explain for the listener. Basically, the listener says, it sucks knowing you record on a Monday. And on Monday, I'm all hyped up. I want to hear the show, but I have to wait till Wednesday. Is there a way that you could ask Mike how to stream this live on the YouTube for those that use the YouTube? And that was the question for you. So if you want to, if you want to yeah, handle there, this question there, quick, I'm, I'm sure there is a way. Um, we haven't gone through the live streaming platform yet. Um, I haven't delved and done the research onto that. The way we've been doing it is um, we record Monday night. I use uh, Mondays and Tuesdays are the only days that I'm off from from my regular job. Um, so uh, we record Monday night. I do all of the editing and studio work on Tuesday, and I try to have it posted by midnight on uh, by twelve a.m. midnight on Wednesday. So. Um, as to our listener who asked the question, um, I will look into what is going on and what's required to do the whole live thing, and uh, we'll let you know. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, I dug a little deeper. Oh, I want. I wanted more stories. We did. It's the archaeologist. Oh, again. so I'm gonna go through a couple of these. This is from Ranker.com. The how many are there? Just as people reveal the reveal the most depressing Valentine's Day they've ever had, so hopefully these are better than Lauren and Jacob and some of these other twats who got ghosted by text or the barista was the yeah, can, fucking can, hero of the can, day. Can can they please just be some train wrecks? Let's see. Let's start with the first one. On Valentine's Day, Blondie Pop discovered what? That's not a real name. Blondie Pop discovered that her boyfriend of four years had an internet girlfriend. She called the girl and found out he had been lying to her for two years and she had no idea that he was living with Blondie Pop. When Redditor confronted her boyfriend, he freaked out and threatened to kill himself. Interesting concept, Blondie Pop. And now the page froze. I don't think God wants me to read these or that Valentine himself from the grave wants me to read these. Here we go. I just, oh, God damn it. He says, fuck your pick. Fuck your pick. (laughs) I ain't having it. You took the Bee Gees. Fuck your pick. All right, let's see. Story number... Stop it. This website. Don't go to Ranker. This is some bullshit. Now it's locked me out twice. Third time's a charm. Here we go. We're going to do it. We got past this one. Here we go. Galentine's Day never works. So I guess these are from Reddit. 
Yep. Uh, the Redditor Amersaurus, okay, that, that's scary, tried to have a Galentine's Day with her friend who invited her new boyfriend to the party. Uh-oh. He proceeded to get completely shit-faced and keep her up until 5 a.m. blasting music and yelling. Then she had to drive 40 minutes back home on zero sleep. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. That's just kind Fuck of like, off. That's, that could be any average fucked up Friday night. Yeah, pretty much. This Redditor, this Redditor's girlfriend broke up with him on Valentine's Day via text. And five minutes later, the $200 bouquet of roses arrived at her door. Oh, and he probably got the, the, the text notification, too. <laughs> we just delivered your package. Hooray, she'll be so thrilled. Eat shit. Oh, my God. I got to find one more. That's I, funny as fuck. Isn't it really, though? You, guys, you put too much fucking faith in this bullshit-ass holiday. All right, from refinery29.com, this is called... Uh, 12 Valentine's Day horror stories that will convince you to stay in this year. Ooh. All right. On my first Valentine's Day with my fiance, says Sydney, 23, we tried to go to the Cheesecake Factory without a reservation and ended up eating takeout in his car. Later that night, I got food poisoning at his house and spent hours getting sick repeatedly while he tried to clean up after me. We haven't even began, we hadn't even been together for six months at that point. Okay. Stop right there. If he's cleaning up after you, Sydney, that's a he, good dude. He cares. That's a good dude. He cares. We hadn't even been together six months at that point. So that means he's a keeper. If he's willing to clean up your stomach chunks, Pretty much. he's a keeper. Pretty much. Now knock it the fuck off and grow up. This one's from Allison, 32. My now husband pulled out all the stops making an epic three-course meal. Okay, stop. Epic and three-course generally don't go together unless one of those courses is lobster. Yeah, I mean, it's only three courses. Yeah. Dude. It could be like, you know, a, an app, an entree, and a dessert. Shake and bake. I can get two for 20 at fucking Applebee's. <laughs> That's that. what I'm talking the, about. Kids eat free if the Red Sox win. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's see. Epic three-course meal. In the process, he clogged our kitchen sink, also leading out to our bathroom sink overflowing. And I think he and our landlord stayed up until 1 a.m. trying to fix it and save our hardwood floors from water damage. Sadly... No romance was on the table that night. Well, Allison, he went out of his way to cook you a nice meal. Bad shit happened. Be glad of the fact that he put work into this the first time. And then he and the landlord tried to save these beautiful hardwood floors. You, ma'am, are canceled. In college, I wanted to make dinner for my boyfriend and decided on salmon. I don't know. Sounded good at the time. <coughs> Someone told me I should poach it. So I did. His apartment en ended up reeking of fish into the hallway, and his roommate was like, it smells like fish. No shit. I was pretty much mortified. <laughs> of course it's going to smell like fish, you retard. Okay. Oh, this one. Last one. Only for the headline. I have it all on film, saved in my Snapchat. Memories for a laugh every now and again. Mm -hmm. This better be good. This is from Chelsea. 22 years old. About a week before Valentine's Day last year, one of my friends broke up with her long-term boyfriend. So since we were all single, she, I, and two other friends decided to act upon this Valentine's Day freedom and made dinner reservations for just the girls, <clears throat> followed by a fun night out. We lived in a small college town, so fine dining was extremely limited, and basically everyone we knew made reservations at the same restaurant. So, of course, the hostess at the restaurant went to seat us, and she ironically placed us in the booth next to where my friend's ex and his new date were sitting. Long story short, my friends and I 
dedicated our first round of drinks to her ex and his date, who felt extremely uncomfortable and cut their evening short. I have it all on film, saved in my Snapchat memories for a laugh every now and again. Chelsea? So you didn't have a bad thanks uh, Halloween. Uh, fuck, Halloween, listen to you. Holiday. Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even, it doesn't even register as a holiday. That's why I can't remember. So you didn't have a bad Valentine's Day Your friend kind of did. Your friend did, but you kind of caused one. Yeah. But I want to give Chelsea credit here. Chelsea and the girls, all of them. You you get sat at a table next to your recently broken up with ex and their new dating partner, human person, ho. I don't want to I don't want to disparage this girl. I don't know her. And I don't know the ex-boyfriend. I don't know any of these people. Right. But you know she's feeling down. How are you going to turn that front upside down? Let's have a drink. Here's to Billy and Mary. Yay, Billy and Mary. Fuck yourself with a cactus. And everybody drinks their shot and they get pissed off and leave. Guess what? You cock blocked them. Good job on you. Chelsea, you're my favorite story for the Valentine's Day horror gimmick. (laughs) And maybe, Chelsea, if you get a chance, maybe you could go to VIP Strip Club in Auckland where Banana Sea had his ninth birthday. it's great. I totally recommend it for kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you have yourself an ice cream sundae, and maybe you get a titty or two. It's like taking little Timmy to Hooters for his 12th birthday. There's nothing wrong with Hooters. They're not showing... Nothing wrong nothing. with Hooters. I would take... If I nothing. had a son, I would take him to Hooters for his birthday every Short year. shorts and tank tops. Uh-huh. God bless America. Because as he grows up, at first, it's all about the chicken wings and the Pepsi. Then as he gets older, he understands that... Nice boobs and a nice ass. Bring those chicken wings to me. By the time he's 18, he's trying to mack on every waitress there. Right, and by the time he's like 25, by the time he's 30, he could give a shit less about the the tits or the shorts. He just cares about the wings. Yeah, and the sports (laughs) on television. I'll be honest with you, I love the calendar more. You go to Hooters, you get to see him for an hour and a half. You buy the calendar. You see him all year. Amen to that. By the way... Thank you for hating Valentine's Day as much as I do. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and and to everybody that's out there, like they're just a couple of just grumpy old men. Burn, yes, Burns is a grumpy old man. I am a grumpy old married man, and my wife doesn't do Valentine's Day the same way I don't do Valentine's Day. My wife would rather show me she loves me on a Thursday when she sees something and picks it up. Versus do the whole obligatory marketing bullshit. So just for everybody out there that's, oh, what the hell? He's just, he hates it. I, I, I do hate it. I don't, I don't hate my wife. I love my wife. I am in love with my wife every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And I don't need a day to show her that. If these young cats out there learned to show it all the time on a frequency that the 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 women receive it and are good with it valentine's day doesn't mean shit to your girl nope if you do it all year long valentine's day is nothing so take it from an old man do it all year long fuck valentine i prefer to call myself a funny old man hilarious we are fucking hilarious yes but i i do tend to lean to the grumpy side every yeah, now and again. Yep, yep, yep. That's uh, my wheelhouse. Big, big news for you guys. Uh, next week, when we come to you, we're going on the road. 
We're going to be visiting two brothers, yep, Extreme yep, we Paranormal. We will be on location next week. They're going to show us their toys, tell us some of their scariest stories. And, you know, if you're a non-believer, maybe this will make you a believer. I watch a lot of that stuff on television. Um, the scary shit, I'm like, oh, that shit could really happen. Uh-huh. Then I watch the Osbournes want you to believe. And <laughs> I laugh at Ozzy because that dude is a train wreck, but I love him. And he still owes me 200 bucks for those front row retirement seats. And he came back two years later, you fucking twat. Anyway, we have come to the end of another episode of Dysfunction Junction. Don't forget to tell your friends and leave us a review wherever you find the show. So, any last words? Uh, No, not a whole hell of a lot of last words. Okay. Um, Just a reminder, Big Herm is doing karaoke at Sorrell's every Friday night. From 9 p.m. till 1 a.m. Come on down, get your rock star on, pick your favorite song, and come sing it. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our man Lynch. Yes, indeed. We know he's going to be listening to this at some point here in the next few days. So, you know, my man, stay strong. Keep doing what you're doing. Your seat's open. We love you, kid. And uh, on that note, fuck Valentine's Day. Fuck Valentine's Day.